every time bus, we come into a stadium, bus. it's only gonna be us. Y'all need to know that. We're coming here to fight every yeah. week. Let's go, bus. I got oh that. God. They shot me in Denver. You who not? You who not? Back in on a NFL Aftermath Monday edition of the program, 303-831-1340, the hotline, the Go Fast Energy Drink text line. The conference championship games are set. The Bengals kind of shocked the world. Didn't have that. Uh, jumped on the Titans and never let up. Uh, pretty impressive stuff. Sometimes you don't, you know, won't. You can't, uh, you're not willing to predict it or even accept it until it happens and it plays out right before your eyes. But they got a little bit of everything, man. And Joe Burrow is fearless and special, super duper special. So uh, what the Rams were able to do, well, you know, once Tom Brady brings those guys back the way he did, you think that that game is over. You think that the game is over. And for Matt Stafford to have pulled the trigger like he did and went over the top to Cooper Cup with a tough throw. Tough throw. Had to have a big arm guy right up in his face. You know, a throw like that. Probably 10 or 12 guys in the whole world, Andrew. All about 10 or 12 guys on the planet Earth can make that throw. At that moment, at that time. And that's why you trade for Matt Stafford. That's why you trade for Matt Stafford. And that's why the Broncos offered number nine overall as well as, I'm not sure, you know, we'll, I guess we'll, I guess we'll never know uh, who was all in the package for Matt Stafford. But do you know what? Matt Stafford, who had put in a decade plus of service in Detroit, wasn't going wherever the Lions shipped him. No. He was going where he wanted to go. He was going to where um, the best destination available who wanted him, and that was the Rams. That was definitely the the Rams over the Broncos. There's only like one or two guys ever argue that against me. Like, why would he want to go to the Rams over the It was cello. I couldn't believe it. When the Rams, you, you see why. Pros, ready-made, stars, stars, you know? Um... Give me something, uh, Zach. Let me ask you about the Bengals. You had them. You're one of the guys who stood out yeah, to me who, I'm a huge who had them. Fan. How come? Joe Burrow. The the the. All, I mean, all of it is is fantastic. You've got. Um, uh, uh, I really think it's Burrow. You're it looking at Burrow. one of the most mentally advanced quarterbacks we've ever seen at yeah. this age. It's like Manning esque. Uh, that's a good comp. I I think he. Um, I don't know, man. More mobile though. But, you know, I think he looks like, I don't know, he has like a Drew Locke look. So I don't think people understand the brain power that's going on in Joe Burrow's you know, um, cranium because he seems like kind of a stud dude, like doesn't seem that kind of guy. You know, Peyton looks like uh, smart. You know, Peyton looks like what smart is. You know what I mean? Um Yeah, he, he looks like uh, Peyton's got the egghead thing going on, but Burrow... <laughs> Burrow, like, yeah, he does have kind of the lock 
swagger or whatever but yeah. he is he is so much the real deal like i just ever since the broncos game i think fangio threw a lot at him mentally and it, it did kind of uh, stymie burrow some well but i think I mean, like he, he went perfect back to every, the, he went through he had 500 yard games and back-to-back weeks right after the broncos exactly, right? but that's so. what i mean like i think he went back to the drawing yeah. board a bit and like the fangio's defense is so complex and so did we saw it eat young quarterbacks alive all season long mm-hmm. i think it, it did give burrow trouble but like he you know grinded got back in the film room and was ready to go the rest of the season ever since then um he's been the second best quarterback in football behind josh Allen. let me ask you this how rogers went down how he how they lost that game was that the best thing that could have ever happened for the broncos yes yes especially being one and done to like a team that most like that was the biggest underdog of the weekend in the 49ers yeah and just like I don't know when he was walking off the field. I don't think he's going to retire, and I don't think no. he's going to come back. Yes, I don't think next year's every guy team is always than this emotionally one. overreacts when you suffer what feels like the worst loss of your life. For and this one's bad. I, I think he's, yeah. I think it's uh, the odds of him going to Denver went up considerably. Okay. Um. Okay. Good stuff. Thank you. Let me ask you real quick, Andrew. Do you think the odds of the Broncos landing Aaron Rodgers went through the roof or just slightly increased? I went through the roof. You know, uh, watching the post game of him walking off the field at Lambeau, like he gave one of those Drew Brees lookbacks. Yeah, it like was. this might it be my last like time here. Yeah, it felt like that. He gave a little like pumped. You could see it. Him walking off the field, he didn't know to like stop and look around and take it all in. Or to just give like a little kind of, you know, give a little hook em horns, kind of like fist pump, like, I love you guys type of thing. Like, I don't know. He didn't want to say anything, I think, through his body language there at that moment. And he was also extremely, incredibly upset. So, uh, okay. 303-831-1340, the hotline, the go fast energy drink text line. You can watch us at milehighsports.com right now. Let me go and check myself out real quick. Is it me or is it the dog? It's the dog on the screen, but um, it's a cute dog. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, a lot of people watch the show now at days at milehighsports.com, and we appreciate that. Uh, so get at us. You can do that there. Um, you can listen or watch on the stream at milehighsports.com. It's super easy to do, and it's um, I think the quality is awesome. I think the website's great. Milehighsports.com is great. So um you know, uh, do do the Bengals, I don't want to go there yet, but I want to, you know, your early impression, do the Bengals stand a chance against the Chiefs? My early feeling is they get slaughtered. The, my early feeling is like, this is like a 10 to 3, and then like a 17 to 10, and then a 21 to 13, and then a 28 to 17, and the Bengals will keep up, but not necessarily be able to keep up at the level of, you know, again, to, I've always said this, and it's not, you know, I think we it's, you know, proven over the years to win a super, the journey once you get to the playoffs to winning a Super Bowl, there's one game, there's one game, guys, you have to survive. You have to survive. And that game then either propels you moving forward or, or, or a lot of times allows you to get on track and you start to feel like if you survive it, we got this team of destiny stuff going for us and we can't lose. The Broncos, when they lost to the Ravens, 
38 to 35. Raheem Moore, and they went over the top. That was the game, guys. If the Broncos survive and win that game, they freaking cruise to a Super Bowl championship. And that might have been their best team of all the teams if, if we're really looking at raw, pure talent. That's 55 touchdowns and 5,500 yards that year. Um, so I really think this sets the Chiefs off. I think the Bengals will be worthy, and the Bengals will not get embarrassed in this game, but they lose by 10-plus points. Bengals lose by 10-plus points. It's too early to do this, but just my initial thought. I want to see if, you know, you guys were thinking the same thing, I guess. But um, the 49ers are really good. They won a game where their quarterback really didn't bring much to the table in a game that played out where it was going to be a one team outlasting another or one team capitalizing on another team's mistake, which they did. I mean, Aaron Rodgers or Garoppolo didn't play great games, but that's where the game went. So one guy had to make a couple plays, which Garoppolo made a couple more plays at the end. Uh, Green Bay, again, we don't know that team like we know our own, but I guess their special teams um, is a reflection of the Broncos. Poop, the worst. But, you know, the one of the league's worst. They had 10 guys on the field uh, the last play of the game as they're trying to block the 49ers game-winning field goal. If I'm Aaron Rodgers, you have to believe. You have to have the, come to terms. It has to work, your brain has to work in a way. Your brain has to work in a way, guys, where it's like you have to realize it can't get any better than this. And as a gambler, it's almost impossible to do that because you think my next one, my next one, my next one. Aaron Rodgers could think, well, next year, they're going to go out like that. Next year, next year, next year. It takes a lot of, I don't know, a different kind of dude to self-evaluate and analyze your situation professionally, not emotionally. It's like moving your family across the country. It's a gamble. It's hard. It's like moving yourself across the country to, to for a job to you know where you don't know people and to start a new life. It's like yeah, you know, nothing's going. Well, you know, everything's good. Nothing's going to change here. But also, what a it, uh, it's it's hard. It's hard. It's easy to it's easy to stay in Green Bay and try to run it back where you're comfortable. It was hard for Tom Brady to have to go to Tampa Bay and try to roll the dice on himself there, and he did. And you could, I think it's the best thing that ever happened to Tom Brady. No, I mean, Tom Brady is, is more beloved now as he's ever been when he was in the midst of winning his third, fourth, fifth, sixth championship. It was his seventh with another team, and we got to see Tom in like a different light because he went and did something different and dramatic and what he did for Tampa Bay was all time kind of great that's why Peyton's legacy is solidified as one of the three or four greatest quarterbacks of all time he's the first ever to go to another champ a franchise and win a championship what are you going to say I mean on uh, the Brady front like it, it did wonders getting out from under that Belichickian shroud oh no doubt about it it did it just um, <laughs> like he went from being a robot who was dis universally despised yeah to being a human, you know, a guy who actually has a personality, who can actually be himself, and, you know, a kind of a likable dude. Yeah. Okay. 
Let's go to break and come back. We will continue the discussion. Nuggets had a a good good one. It's a good win. Any win in the NBA is a good win. The Pistons are just one of the worst teams in the NBA. Had to have it. Got it. No big deal. Move on. Um, Talk about what happened inside of that game. Talk about Von Miller, who was spectacular. The Rams had four turnovers in that game. Akers was putting the ball on the ground. Cooper Cup put the ball on the ground one time, but when a guy like Cooper Cup who does everything for you, makes the mistake, you can't get mad at him for it. But the Rams did a lot of things to try to lose that game. If Tampa Bay comes back, imagine the feeling we're having today and talking, the discussion, if Tampa Bay comes back and wins that game. You know? I mean, I can't say it'd be a better weekend, a football weekend. It just would have added to the legend that was the divisional round of the playoffs in the 2021 season. It was awesome. All right, back on the other side. It's Molly Sports. You ready? Let's go. The Smile High Morning Show with Danny Williams. Weekday mornings at 9. Back in. Thanks for being with us. We appreciate the interaction and the participation. Lots of ways to get involved with the show. 98.1 FM if you're here in town. Watch us at milehighsports.com. Dan Quinn excites me. Nathaniel Hackett would excite me, but I'd only think I'm getting Aaron Rodgers with him. If I don't get Aaron Rodgers without Nathaniel Hackett, I don't want Nathaniel Hackett. Why would I want him? Why Why wouldn't I want Dan Quinn with all the experience, the reputation, the things you're hearing from former players, the body of work? It's hard to stay on top. I think it's hard to win in Atlanta. So, and he did, let alone sustained winning. Um, how every team who goes to a Super Bowl, whether you win it or lose it, comes back the next year. Every last guy thinks he's the most responsible for your success. Guys get paid, contracts worked out, paid by other teams, overpaid by your own team to keep you, and it's hard to come back and run it back and put it back on the tracks in the same manner. But Dan Quinn's a winner. Dan Quinn is a winner. And there's no doubt about that. That's been proven. Uh, he's the best candidate. That's not close. Is there um, a young guy who can come in here and be as good as McVeigh or LaFleur or some of these other guys? Yeah, I think there's probably one of those guys out there. But also it's like, I don't think there's only one guy who can help make the Broncos great again. And I don't think there's just one guy in this quarterback in this draft who's going to be a great quarterback. I think there's going to be a couple. And then there's going to be a couple total busts. So Dan Quinn would excite me quite a bit. That would get me going because I still think you could land... For one, I think Dan Quinn is a bridge to Russell Wilson. And I think Dan Quinn uh, would have the respect of Aaron Rodgers, who he's went against a bunch of times. So um, it's what it is. Kevin O'Connell's an interesting candidate because um, he's smart. He looks the part and he feels like one of the next. I think he's, you know, a, a safer bet than a guy who didn't play at the position at a high level Brian Callahan or some of these other coordinators I think that I would have him better 
you know, I think he'd feel more comfortable with Kevin O'Connell because he's played. He's played at a high level. The pedigree is good. There's a lot. There's a lot to like. That, that's what I think. So, um, I wonder if they can get him done today. I wonder if they can get Dan Quinn done today. I wonder if Dan Quinn, because he knows what a hot candidate he is, is going to want six years and you know, high, top three paid, highest paid, you know, um, head coach. I mean, I, I would hope that that stuff wouldn't be the difference in him or some young <laughs> Brian Callahan who'd lo- just be happy to have the job and take, you know, one of the lowest paid coaches for, a, you know, on a four-year contract three or four year contract it's really got to be four years i don't think guys get three year contracts but um that's it give me dan quinn get him in here let's uh get me let's hear that press conference let me see in the, in the orange tie let me see that bald head uh i want to see him on the side you know uh on the sideline with the broncos hat on backwards looking like a head coach and looking like a man of respect to the guys believing can rally behind trust um and kind of live through and play through. Can't do that with Vic Fangio. You can't do that with Vic Fangio. He's um he's too old school. And I think we saw the NFL yesterday was about as new school and high flying and dynamic as it has ever been. And that's exactly what the league wants. It's, it's, you know, there was a, as good a week, again, for anyone who's looking to buy the Broncos or advertise inside of NFL games. Those people who, you know, are the, you know, d- uh, create the contracts and negotiate the contracts for um, advertisers and owners, especially. It was a big day yesterday. I mean, winner, winner chicken dinner because I mean what a display what a display of I don't know of greatness I'm surprised the rest of the world doesn't cut on to the NFL a little bit I'm very surprised by that baseball has a hundred years to back it you know and baseball has an appeal of a bat and a ball and like in some countries kids make gloves out of milk cartons and like all these little things you kind of see and like a soccer ball is takes was a soccer ball you know that's all you really need football takes equipment and pads and all that kind of stuff what i do think is like and it could help it and it's helped like uh, uh the flag football so now it's like great young players play flag football until you get to a certain point to put the pads on and stuff like that and for the safety and that kind of stuff but what what were you going to say on that why do you think that Sorry, but again, I think good. a big part of it, sneakily, is that uh, in the 1940s and 30s and, and 20s and stuff, just all throughout, you had American teams, 1950s too, going to Cuba and um, the Caribbean and going to Japan and going to uh, on, on all these different tours to show them like the sport of baseball. And you had an all American team play the all Japanese game. And you had these big uh, yeah. showcases I, I, of talent that I think like. I think there's something to that. I think that's what helped the NBA, obviously. Look at the NBA, man. It's like, what a blueprint. I mean, not a blueprint. The way they've done it. I don't think any, I don't think the NFL could do that. Again, you need a ball and a hoop. NFL, like to play football, you need pads and equipment, lots of players. And uh, same thing with hockey. Hockey's expensive in that, you know, sense. And I think that's why hockey, they don't play hockey in 
DR. And, and I, I mean, there's a million different countries where um, they're great sports countries, but the NFL um, doesn't matter there. And, I, you know, I, I, it's not like it's understandable. It's understandable, but I, I would think the NFL eventually would want to try to change that. I think they're trying to with all the NFL yeah. Europe stuff. They're they're playing more games there. They're now going to have games in Germany, games in Mexico. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, the other, why hasn't anyone been hired anywhere yet? I'm wondering why there's, you know, one shoe hasn't kind of fallen here. Why one domino hasn't kind of dropped? Because once that happens, then it'll, that's when the flood will happen. Everyone will want to get their guy. But uh, I think, you know, <laughs> how could, a decision so important, a decision so important, you know, because if you don't get Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers, Nathaniel Hackett going to develop Ken, Kenny Pickett, who the Broncos would draft at nine overall, and some people would think uh, he's a late first-round pick and they reached on him kind of stuff. I mean, will that work or, you know, will we get Drew Locke-like results? It's scary. It's very scary, but Dan Quinn for me seems like the guy that I think we could all be happy about getting to lead this team. Okay? Imagine taking your first job, okay? Your early 40s in Atlanta, they're... Uh, kind of floundering fledgling you got a good quarterback that some people believe in he hasn't had greatness just goodness and you help turn him into an mvp matt ryan is the mvp of the league that year the run they made the run game they had uh damn you know they were julio jones was super special they they pre-put it together you know he did he did because like there was pieces there and there was a quarterback there who hadn't, you know, really found, had a lot of success. It was actually going in the other direction, kind of trending in the wrong direction. Dan Quinn not only stabilized it, but found a way to turn that entire product into, um, like, an, uh, <laughs> they, were, they didn't win a Super Bowl, but in a Super Bowl, they were up 28 to 3. So you have to take that for something. That's got to be worth something. You know what I mean? So... Was the collapse, the dramatic collapse on him? I guess. I, mean, I can't say he wasn't responsible for any of it. But I also think that he went up against the greatest quarterback of all time who, when you're the greatest of all time at something, you do great all-time kind of things that no one has ever really seen or done before. And that's it. You know, too much time in the clock. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Brady's, you know, he's a mystical and magical. He's like a, it's witchcraft. You can't explain it. Um, but Dan Quinn, I think, can get over the top, get over, get over the hump here with Russell Wilson, I think. And I think he can work with, with Aaron Rodgers, too. And I still think with Dan Quinn, you can get your hot shot young coordinator. I think you could find that guy. And I wonder if Mike Munchak would coordinate an offense here. You know what that would look like? You know? Mike Munchak? Interesting. No? I haven't heard of any, any of that. I actually think I thought Mike Munchak would get it would interview for the job. 
But I think there's a sense of we're going to move on from the entire brand. It's hard to. I, I actually, I think Munchak sticking around. Like, I would love, that'd be great. I think he could be very valuable. Yeah, he's one of the best O-line coaches in the NFL. I think there's reason to believe um, he wasn't being utilized to the fullest extent. Yeah, if he aspires to bigger and better things, then he will leave. If he's c content with the job and uh, likes the job in the group of guys, that would be the Broncos would be lucky for, to have well, that. And he wants to stay in Denver. He he moved here for the first place for family. Yeah, okay, cool. I like that. Let's go to break. 303-831-1340, the hotline, the go fast, energy drink check, text line. Join the conversation. Now would be a good time to text us and to call us. We'll come back on the other side with a couple texts, some best of, and a call or two. Okay? Sound good? Antonio Brown will tell you what he did or what he retweeted. Or tweeted. Retweeted. It was a tweet of a Insta. This guy's a jerk. Vaughn, I didn't mention him. I promised you guys I'd do that. I thought Vaughn Miller was great. Busted right, you know. Tom Brady right in the chops. Tom was pissed. Got a bloody lip. See, he made me bleed. I got a bloody lip. Look, it's bleeding. Danny Williams, Andrew in for Jake, and Zach Seegers in as well. It's Molly Sports. Doja Cat? Doja Cat and uh, Naked. And, I'm sorry, what? And a uh, band called Naked. Okay. What's it called, the song? Better Days. Nice. She's good. All her songs are good. The hit maker. All right. 10.34 a.m. We're live from the Tech Center. We appreciate the interaction, the participation. If you're watching us on the stream, a lot of you guys are doing that right now. We appreciate it. Um, 98.1 FM if you're about town here as well. Just can't say enough about how spectacular the play of Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes was. Um, you know, on the telecast, they said it's like the same guy playing quarterback for both teams. I don't know who said it. But I was like, it's, I mean, these guys are identical. These guys are very, very much alike. And if anything, Allen might have a few more tools in the toolbox than, uh, than Patrick Mahomes. Maybe one more little level of explosion or gear of an athlete. And got into it on Twitter with some guys who I said Allen would be the same player here. Okay. I believe that. I believe Allen would be the same player here. Um, would the success have happened sooner or a little bit later? Well, of course. Uh, how you know? I, I you know it's hard for to to, to to think it'd be the equal same amount of success. Yet I kind of believe that the Broncos kind of would have been doing all of the things the Bills were doing this last year, and then it comes down to. Fangio finding a way to out-coach Andy Reid and his staff in a couple big moments, a couple big plays, a goal line situation, uh, overtime, the 13 seconds to drive down the field. That's when your head coach comes into play. And then when you have a great head coach and a great quarterback, 
that's when you get Mahomes and Reed or Tom and um and Belichick. and Bill Belichick because it's just the way it works. It's just kind of the way it works. So, you know, I still I had three or four guys ask the same question. Give me a quarterback who was like raw and like kind of well, let me hear we going. I got I got two for you. Okay. Uh, uh, Drew Brees, credit to Andrew for that one. Okay. Uh, uh, second one, Steve Young. Okay, well, Steve Young, someone else gave me Steve Young, uh, one of our listeners. Uh, Steve Young went into a horrible situation, was great in the, in the USFL. Was great in the USFL, okay? Good point. Good Very point. good. So that's my knock kind of there. And not only did he go to one of the bad franchises in Tampa Bay, but like a iconically, historically bad franchise that like maybe shouldn't have even existed back there and nobody could have won with but again like w- he got to was a winner would have maybe got it worked out there eventually but you know so steve young was he developed eh, i'm not saying there's never been one but that's my argument back on that one and then you said drew Brees again drew Brees was a second round pick who because of his size wasn't a first round pick um, I kind of think was successful right away. They moved off him pretty quick for Rivers, which counters that, and spent good draft capital to acquire Rivers in the first place. No doubt about it, but that was a mistake. That was a mistake. Drew Brees went on to win a Super Bowl elsewhere. Because he wasn't as developed. He wasn't the same Drew Brees. He wasn't top three quarterback in the NFL, Drew Brees. At the time? Same Drew Brees. Uh, he was still close to 30 touchdown and 10 10 uh, pick Drew Brees. Let, let me look here. Uh, I mean, that is a good one. I like that a lot. But I think Drew Brees had some success um, pretty early in his. Brady, too. Like you hear quotes about, uh, I, I forget what member of the Patriots said it, but that he was like uh, not not even like rosterable as a rookie. Like he was terrible. He was missing everyone in camp and worked hard to to get to where he is now. Okay, here we go. Um, let me find Breeze here. Uh, okay, 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 okay. Played in 16 games in his rookie year, okay? 17 touchdowns against 16 picks, okay? That was a bad team back then. That was a bad team, okay? The next year he played 11 games. He got hurt at some point in that season. I think that's when they drafted... Uh, Philip Rivers. Okay, he got hurt that year, and uh, he had 15, uh, 10, 11 touchdowns to fifteen picks. His career wasn't going anywhere. He actually, they draft Philip Rivers that year. That's the Big Ben, Eli Manning, uh, Philip Rivers draft. Okay, they draft Philip Rivers number four overall, I think. Okay, and what happens? Well, Drew Brees balls out that year, has twenty-seven touchdowns against seven picks. And, you know, they have to make a decision after that. Uh, he goes to New Orleans, and obviously the rest is history. 26 touchdowns, 28, 34, 34, 33, 46, 43, 39, 33, 32, 37, 30, uh, 23, 32, and 27. I'd argue that they got it wrong in San Diego. Even though I kind of appreciate Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers is a Hall of Famer in his own right. I'd ha- give me Breeze. I think they messed up. Fair, but I, I do think we also have to say he, he did develop. I agree. Do you know what? I, I think that's a great one. 
I think that's a great one. Someone might say, I, I'm not trying, I'm, I'm throwing, I'm giving other people my argument. Favre. Okay. Was that who you're going to say? I'm reading your mind. Um, in a bat, they didn't know he was drafted in the second round out of sheer raw potential. They didn't know what they had in Atlanta. And he went to Green Bay and popped, just popped. And his drinking was a problem in Atlanta. Well, yeah, getting sure. him out of a big city. They helped. were. I mean, who was the head coach? He's the small guy who's uh, dang, um, Jerry Glanville. Jerry Glanville. I mean, like he didn't, you know, know what was good for him. It was a college coach, kind of, and it didn't. I think they clashed. So well, you know, did again once he got the chance, though, boom, it happened. It kind of really happened. Breeze is a great one. I think Breeze might be the one, the one. Okay, and there might be another one or two, but I'm talking about like a Hall of Fame all time great quarterback who had to be like really, really what you know planted the seed and watered and waited for, and he became an all. Breeze is a good one, but I think that Breeze came in a bad situation, um, and uh, they got talented with, uh, around Breeze after that. You know, uh, Marty Schottenheimer took them right there on the cusp. And I can't think of the, um, their general manager, but I mean, the Luis Castillos and the Shane Mary, the Sean Merriman's, they were like hitting, hitting. They, had a bunch, they were good. They were good. They got good. But I like that one. Andrew Bravo. What else? We're going to tell me. Okay. Well, let's go to break then. Come back and we'll give ourselves one final segment. Actually, real quick, um, yes. I don't. This is kind of one of those fringe guys. What about Aaron Rodgers? Uh, you know, he's a guy that uh, he, uh, he was supposed to go top whatever drafted late but yeah. he's a guy that you don't know if if I, his development here's was what I because think. he wouldn't play he want he had to sit and wait so you don't really then like those years i think would have been great years his rookie year he was six and ten or something like that but every guy gets one year to come in and play peyton was garbage the first i mean every guy was but like you could kind of see it you could see like some greatness there and um Aaron Rodgers obviously should have been, like he said, uh, they asked him on draft, are you disappointed your hometown 49ers didn't draft you? And he said, not as disappointed as they're going to be for not drafting me. So Aaron Rodgers obviously should have been a top 10 pick, if not the number one pick. That was like almost as the, they, you're transitioning into modern scouting reports and what the combine has come, you know, become today. It was easier for guys to fall through the cracks. What is not, you know, what, what what's what's not really believable and hard to kind of fathom is uh, Chris Harris Jr. put out a tweet last night and said the two worst college report, scouting reports of all time or, or in recent memory are Herbert and Allen. How can the you know the scouting report on these guys were like Herbert was like for one people thought he went six. But people thought that was he was drafted too high. He was just a Pac-12 quarterback. Didn't have any of the buzz and hype like the other guys in his class and some other classes. Not even close. And then again, Allen was the what the third quarterback taken in his own draft, right? So, um, damn, to let a guy like that slip away. Like you could say, well, five or six other teams did too. Yeah, but the Broncos had the desperate need for the guy, a guy in their own backyard. We'll never live it down. Listen, the only ways, check this out, guys, that you could appreciate this, that the Broncos could overcome this is if they recruit Dr. Strange onto their staff. He opens up some kind of portal to the multiverse and there brings in Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson 
to the Broncos, who will then win a Super Bowl or two in the next couple of years, keeping Super Bowls away from not only Mahomes, but from the guy in Josh Allen who got away. That's the only way we can circumvent this and live with ourselves uh, for not having Allen is by going and getting literally another all-time established great who will then win. It's the only way. But that's, again, Dr. Strange could be anywhere right now. You know what I mean? So that's probably super highly unlikely. And he's got that new movie coming out, too. It's going to be a good one. All right, Danny Williams. Andrew, in for Jake. Zach Seeger's in as well. One final segment. Let's finish strong before we get out of here. It's My Life Sports. The Smile High Morning Show with Danny Williams. Weekday mornings at 9. Always get the best of me. The worst is yet to come. But at least we'll both be beautiful and stay forever. All right, I need to ask you guys. You might totally disagree with me, Zach. Would Josh Allen have been the same guy here as he is there right now? No way. Why? Uh, uh, just all of it. I mean, the, you get Brian Dable. The, uh, uh, you get Sean McDermott. Instead, in Denver, you're getting Bill Musgrave who was a tire fire, then went to the University of Cal and couldn't develop a quarterback for them or an offense for them. Uh, you're giving him Vance Joseph, and then he gets Vic Fangio and Scangarello, who was a nightmare, has to learn a totally different scheme, Listen, um, is getting different coaching on different aspects of his mechanics to work on. His development, to the point you were just making in, in your past segments, his development has been anomalous. There's not guys that have come into the NFL and have needed time to develop I, and to I, become these Hall of Fame level talents. Let me tell you what I think. I, I disagree with that. I think that for one, Sean McDermott was the defensive coordinator in Carolina for four or five years before getting that job. So I don't know what you know, acumen and quarterback development you know, fundamentals that he brought in there with Allen. Dable, I appreciate Dable and I think he's a great coordinator and he'll be a, a head coach in this league. I think he's done a lot with Josh Allen. But Josh Allen is a Elway, Cam Newton, Andrew Luck, Patrick Mahomes, Mike Trout. Like, five-tool prospect. It's oozing out all over him, the skill set and the talent. And eventually, he would have been great anywhere. And I would have been with Vic Fangio. And it goes to my argument of, a little bit. I mean, it's you know, um, if Aaron Rodgers, if they swing that trade with for Rodgers or Matt Stafford, this last draft, Stafford leads these Broncos to ten or eleven wins, and they make the playoffs, and Rodgers leads these guys to eleven or twelve or maybe even thirteen wins. That's with Coach Fangio leading them. Okay, would they have won a Super Bowl? Probably not. Would they have made a deep run? No, because that's where the coaching, I think really kind of matters and like not just the coaching but like the psychological master motivation kind of factors that go into getting as a coach your team ready to go to war and to win the ultimate prize okay i think that alan is in that group and that category of guys that are camp misses with peyton with burrow 
these guys are can't misses. Burrow would have been doing the same stuff here. Burrow would have, but I think like they've won different ways. Allen did have to develop that accuracy. You talk about a five-tool prospect. One pros- one tool that he didn't have when he entered the league and he has now is accuracy. Yeah, it was but a major problem, and he's that, the only guy who's developed it. Those good the tight ends they have now, they added Stefan Diggs. That's why they brought in Emmanuel Sanders. All of those reasons and factors are part of why they're why they're now elite and great. You know, again, he took over not just a down franchise. Uh, all-time historical loser. They hadn't been to the playoffs as long as anybody hadn't been in the playoffs, the Bills, and they're about as like lovable losers as we have if there's such a thing in the NFL. So let's not forget like where they are now to what they were when they drafted him. And again, uh, I'd have to go look, but I bet you Sean McDermott, the year he didn't have him, was an 8-8 eight and eight coach and with Tyrod, right? just trying to figure out it themselves and his own way. And Josh Allen, don't forget, you'll look at the numbers, and it was like 12 touchdowns against 10 picks as a rookie. He had eight more rushing touchdowns with his legs as a rookie, getting me to 18 or 20 touchdowns against 10 turnovers as a rookie. Raw, poop franchise, seventh overall pick means they were as down as anybody. That would be my argument on Allen. They did trade up to get that seventh overall pick from the Bills. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And they were reportedly willing to move to five because they knew that Quentin Nelson was going to the Colts and that Darnold was already off the board and uh, to the Jets. Um, They were willing to go to five to obviously get themselves Josh Allen, which they didn't have to because the Broncos served him up on a silver platter. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, so. But like, I there's the argument to be made that there was some development that went into his game. Of course, it it, it it did. But also, he'd have hit anywhere eventually because he's that good. That's what I think. That's what I think. And I can appreciate another train of thought. I think that the listen in college, the the head the head coach makes the great quarterback in the nfl the great quarterback makes the coach it's just true and then when you put them together the great coach and the great quarterback then you have bill walsh and montana or reader and mahomes or belichick and brady okay and the other circumstances were you know sean payton's a great offensive mind they won a uh, championship with Breeze. Got one. Is he an all-time great? Nah, I think he's just one of the greats. Not an all-time great. You know? Is um, I, I think, uh, how much credit does McCarthy get for Rodgers' success? I don't really know. Did Dan Reeves craft and create John Elway? No. John Elway was an incredible athlete from day one as a teenager, as a collegiate uh, football player, and as a New York Yankee, you know? He did, whether it was Dan Reeves or freaking Dan Quinn, he'd have hit. He'd have been great. The great ones are destined to be great because of their greatness, and they will be great against other men once they get themselves and their position and a little bit of help all kind of figured out. Very few cases are breeze-like cases. Very few. To none. And Allen was a can't miss. And if Allen went number one overall instead of Baker, we wouldn't be having this discussion. Because, oh, he's number one overall pick. Of course he's supposed to be great. 
he went seven, so it looks like, oh, whoa. So he went seven, and, you know, it's like they created him. I don't think that happened. That's the whole show. Zach, great stuff. Andrew, good job. I appreciate it, Andrew. Uh, who's next? Anillo is next, right? Stick around for his show. He does a great show. Um, he was upset about his Cowboys losing. Want to see where his you know his head is at here for um, these conference championship games. We'll be back tomorrow on a Taco Tuesday. Have a good one. Uh, be safe out there. We appreciate you guys, and we love you guys. Good night, Sheila. Good night. Good night. Thank you, Sheila. Bye, Terry. Bye, Sheila. I'll never forget tonight. Bye, Terry. All right, Alan, whatever. Go inside. Bye, Sheila. See you, see you, Terry. Bye, Sheila. I don't know if you heard me. Bye, Terry. Bye, Sheila. Uh, I invented sweat. Popping bottles, putting supermodels in the cat. Proof. I guess I got my swagger back.